Right. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, back. I want to thank Matt Locke for covering for me yesterday. Came down with a bout of the salmonella, ladies and gentlemen. So that was a that was a fun evening and day for me yesterday. In fact, I'm I'm pretty sure I slept until about four thirty or five o'clock yesterday as a result of what had happened the night before. Uh, but again, Matt was able to step in. Really do appreciate it. I feel much better. Uh, don't have a live stream today, so you can join us on Discord in the live chat channel. I had a bunch of errands to run today. Didn't feel like carrying around my my pack with me all day. Uh, you get obviously you're on a motorcycle. You got the pack on, which is already annoying. But then you got to walk around, go into a bunch of stores and stuff like that, and it just becomes a whole thing. So I didn't do that today. We'll be at, back on live streaming tomorrow. I would like to thank our sponsors, Second Amendment Arms and Range. Don't forget, you can find them online at SecondAmendmentArms.net. Mention me, get fifty percent off your range time. Uh, what else do we have here? Breaking news this afternoon. Finally. A little sanity, just a little smidgen of sanity coming out of the state of Michigan. A Michigan judge today blocked the state's weeks-old ban on flavored e-cigarettes. Uh, I should say uh, e-juice as well, citing evidence that adults could return to smoking more harmful than tobacco products. A court of claims judge Cynthia Stevens also said Governor Gretchen Whitmer's administration's delay in implementing the prohibition undercut its position that emergency rules were justified. So essentially what the judge is saying is if you if you ban flavored e-liquids for vaping devices, you could harm adults who are using these things to quit smoking because now you're going to basically um, increase the risk of them going back to far more harmful conventional tobacco products. And that is not in debate. They are far more harmful than vaping devices are. Again, completely non-debatable. The next point of the judge was that if this was truly an emergency, as Governor Whitmer had claimed, then the delay in implementing this undercuts the claim that it's an emergency. So if you are delaying implementing emergency rules, then maybe it's really not that big of an emergency, which, of course, it is not. The lawsuit was filed by vaping businesses that said the ban, which took effect on October 2nd, will force them to close. The judge issued a preliminary injunction to stop the state from enforcing the rules. Michigan, New York, and Rhode Island have recently banned flavored vaping products in response to an explosion in teen vaping in recent years. Uh, And there isn't any real credible data that there has been an explosion in consistent vaping by teens. What we do know is that smoking among teens has consistently been dwindling for about 10 years. And wouldn't you know it, vaping has been popular for right about 10 years. Now, I know that correlation isn't causation, ladies and gentlemen, but let's be perfectly honest, there's... There's more evidence that vaping is reducing teen smoking than there is that man, mankind is causing global warming. President Donald Trump said last month that the federal government would act to prohibit thousands of flavored uh, flavors used in e-cigarettes because they appeal to underage users. And again, uh, Donald Trump is wrong on this. Now, I would like to point out 
that the vast majority of people who seem opposed to this are people who don't use the devices. They're people who don't smoke to begin with. They're people who didn't have to worry about quitting smoking. And this all includes the president who doesn't do anything. He's about as straight edge as you're going to get. So you have a bunch of people who don't like something that they don't use, doesn't affect them, and they don't understand. The rules prohibit the sale of flavored nicotine vaping products, including to adults and the misleading marketing of e-cigarettes. I don't know what misleading marketing would be, but I digress. The federal government and states ban the sale of vaping products to minors, yet government survey figures show that last year, one in five U.S. high school students reported vaping in the previous month. Now, I want to remind everybody, everybody's running out there and telling you that there is an epidemic of teenage use of vaping. And do you realize they always cite the exact same government study? And it was just reported on this Fox 17 article here out of Michigan. That in the previous month, one in five, so 20%, one in five high school students reported vaping in the previous month. Which means 20% of high school students, which is already a large minority, tried vaping at least once. But it doesn't mean that they vape on a regular basis. It doesn't mean that they are a regular user. It doesn't mean that they are consuming this stuff on an ongoing basis. It is a worthless bit of research. Absolutely worthless. If you look at all of the exact same smoking surveys, they ask if they have been a regular user or smoker of cigarettes in the previous month. We've actually listed those studies side by side, done by the same agencies. So why is it that they ask if you're a regular smoker of cigarettes versus in the previous month, have you even come in contact with one of these devices at least one time just for one hit? Why, why do they? Because they're manipulating the data. There's a real question as to why they're manipulating the data. I've given you a few answers of that um, that I think are, are relevant. Top government health officials, including the Surgeon General, have flagged the trend as an epidemic. And again, um, they flag everything as an epidemic. Remember when swine flu was an epidemic? And then the World Health Organization had to admit that they fabricated the whole, the whole thing? Remember that? Well, okay. They didn't admit to fabricating it. What they admitted to is um, grossly overestimating the impact of the virus. That's pretty close to the actual quote. But everybody was going to die of swine flu. And two years after the swine flu scare was done with, they were still telling everybody how dangerous it was, and we had all of the data that showed your seasonal flu was far more dangerous. More people got it, more people died from it, higher mortality rate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they pushed that swine flu thing real bad. And the only thing that we could think of was, well, there was this new vaccine that was going around, and I didn't. Didn't make a lot of sense unless it was either a giant research project or it was a big push to boost some pharmaceutical companies. Don't really know. And I'm not accusing the vaccination industry of constantly doing that, but I'm saying when you have a scare that is clearly manufactured and we were able to know is manufactured in the season they were manufacturing it, it sure is suspect when they were pushing it so hard, considering all of the data showed that it wasn't a big deal. So I just kind of wonder 
about these things. And again, the entire world is looking at this and going, what in the world is wrong with them? This stuff is clearly safer than cigarettes. It gets people to quit smoking. There's not a huge issue with kids uh, getting hurt from this. What is going on in the United States? Why are they demonizing the most successful method ever devised to get people to stop smoking cigarettes? And the only answer that people seem to be able to come up with is money. Money into the, the, the pockets of politicians, money into their campaigns, all sorts of stuff. There's, there doesn't appear to be any other argument against this thing. But Casey, what about these people keep getting sick? Again, have to remind you, they're not getting sick from the stuff that you buy over the counter. They're not getting sick from the stuff that is officially licensed from reputable businesses. They are only getting sick from illegal black market THC products that have been improperly cut with vitamin E acetate. Why? Because they're basically teenagers who are playing chemistry and they don't know what they're doing. That's why. I don't know. Does the new version of the Anarchist Cookbook have the recipe of how to do this? And that what everybody's. I don't know where they're getting the recipe from, but they're mixing it all wrong, is what's happening. By the way, you see this a lot in street drugs. The first couple of years that a street drug is around, people get sick and die until all of those backyard chemists figure out how to make the drug addictive, but less fatal. And then less people tend to die from it after one or two uses. So, again, these backyard chemists, just like every everybody else, only they're not doing it in a lab. They're just testing on human beings. They're mixing this stuff wrong, and people are getting sick. But it has nothing to do with the stuff you walk into a reputable business who is officially licensed by the state and purchase over the counter. It has nothing to do with those products. Those products, as of now, have been linked to exactly zero illnesses. Zero deaths, zero harm. And that is imperative that people understand that. But Casey, what if? Okay, if we're going to play the what if game, then we shouldn't allow anything to be labeled as safe or get to the market until we have 20 years of people using it. If we're really going to use that argument, no new product can go to the market until we have 20 years of use that it's safe by people. Because right now, you're looking at between 12 and 15 years of safe usage for vaping. Which isn't, it's not a small sample. It's actually pretty good for scientific research. And some of the most reputable scientific institutions in the world, not just the United States of America, but in the world, all seem to show the same thing. Hundreds of times safer than cigarettes. Everything that could be labeled as potentially dangerous is in such small quantities that there is little to no risk. And there has been zero illnesses associated with over-the-counter vaping products. So as of right now, the flavor ban in Michigan is on hold per Judge Cynthia Stevens with the Court of Claims. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, hanging out on the Discord server. So if you are a member, head on over to the live chat channel. We are chatting during the show. 
If you're not a member, go to theburningtruth.us in the sidebar of any blog post. You'll be able to join the server right there. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. In Portland, Oregon, on Saturday, a prominent Antifa activist was struck by a car and killed in a hit-and-run. Normally, this would not be something that would be posted over at the Federalist Papers, but then the car involved in the crash um, drove into a local Democratic Party office. So... We have talked about this for some time. This came up again on Friday during open lines. You're going to start seeing this escalation. We were just talking about a Friday afternoon. Portland police say that a prominent anti-fascist, which is a misnomer, they are not anti-fascist. A prominent Antifa activist was killed early Saturday near Cider Riot. That is, by the way, a local bar... That is an Antifa bar. Sean uh, Kelleher, 23, was hit by an SUV a little after midnight. Friends drove him to the hospital where he died. Someone fired shots at the SUV after it hit him. The vehicle crashed by the headquarters of the Oregon Democratic Party. The hit and run is being investigated as a homicide which under Oregon includes any killing another person intentionally, knowingly, recklessly, or with criminal negligence. The police are asking anyone who has information on the incident to contact them. Uh, Rose City Antifa said in a tweet that uh, Keeleyer's death was not related to fascist activity. Was not related to fascist activity. That's interesting. Um, I don't know exactly what that means. Now, I suppose, I suppose that it could potentially mean that they got into an altercation with other people, and perhaps this was the result of that. I don't know. They haven't released a whole lot since Saturday. The Federalist Papers writes, while people have the right to defend themselves from a violent attack, this does not seem to be the case here. Just a tragic crime resulting in a fatality. What is ironic, however, is that the car that hit the Antifa member then hit the headquarters for the political party that supports Antifa. Um, And that is interesting, to say the least. Now, whether that was intentional or not still remains to be seen. Uh, This story comes from, while it's, it's in the Federalist Papers, Oregon Public Broadcasting originally reported it. Uh, So we have to continue to follow this. I did post a video on Facebook a short while ago. Once again, Trump supporters walking uh, walking down the street and a young woman was sucker punched from behind by an Antifa activist because she was walking with a man who had a Make America Great Again sweatshirt on. I think they were coming out of a Trump event And they were physically assaulted, as many people were physically assaulted after the Minneapolis event. Um, And again, this is consistent. This is par for the course. It doesn't get media coverage at all. The only time it gets media coverage is, of course, if there is a Trump supporter 
um, who either instigates or defends themselves and gets the better of somebody else, and then all of a sudden it becomes a news story. But as this powder keg continues to happen, we are going to see events like this. Now, again, Antifa is saying that this is unrelated to their activities. I, we don't know, I guess, but they know something. I don't know exactly what the cause is, but certainly does seem suspicious, to say the least. So we'll keep you up to date on what's happening. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Got a really funny email over the weekend. And uh, I wanted to read it to you. It's hate mail. Uh, the subject was called Dumb Jocks. Oh, I forgot to ask them what athletes had to do with this. But anyway, the other morning, I was in a borrowed truck. So they do not own a truck. They're one of those people. The radio channel was on WoWo, which is not my station, but a sister station in Fort Wayne. I don't know if you are one of the two idiotic males spewing such stupid political garbage talking about Ukraine. If one of the two idiots wasn't you, you can pass this on to the fools that were speaking on air, whom I have no idea who is speaking on air. I write, I will write as if you were one of them. What a wonderful assumption. <laughs> I didn't hear you mention anything about good old Rudy G having huge ties to Ukraine. Uh, we actually, we talk about that quite a bit. Have an update on that, actually. Afraid of the truth? Question mark. Your evil Russian elected president and his minions are going to fall, hopefully along with the idiotic Republican Party. I can't believe what blind sheep followers you people are. You can watch them say something, later claim they didn't say it, and you fools believe them. This is one of the most ironic emails that I have ever gotten. Okay? Even though it can be shown on video over and over and over. As I said, this is one of the most ironic emails I've ever gotten. Don't believe your lying eyes and ears, right? Unbelievable. I have wondered how people were so stupid as to follow Hitler... And I have wondered how people were so stupid as to follow the mob that crucified Jesus. Again, irony. Now I see that stupidity in the Republican Party and its followers. Republicans claim to be so patriotic and such good little Christians. You are neither. Republicans are the most unpatriotic, unchristian fools. The grammatical errors lead me to believe this person was having a seizure as they were writing this. Republicans even use, in quotations, God for their political agenda. I've seen it over and over and over. Nobody in the Democrats is doing that right now, right, Pete? They will pay a very steep price when they have to stand before God. Trump has even said on TV that he's never asked God for forgiveness. He doesn't have to, so he says. Wow. If Republicans and your dear leader Trump... Say that the Dems are doing such and such. It's because they are doing it. Again, the irony is staggering. I have seen that also time after time after time. They play the game of don't look at our corrupt ways. Look over here at this lie we're telling you. Again, the irony. Trump and his family have been nothing but evil, corrupt, greedy things all their lives. I guess they're not people, right? Money and power are their gods. <laughs> Trump thinks he's God. And that's what you idiotic followers think. Unbelievable. 
It's no coincidence that Kushner's property is at 666 Fifth Avenue. (laughs) By the way, they leased that property to another company for 99 years. So technically, it's not his property anymore. Clearly, Republicans haven't read the Bible. Trump is the poster child for the seven deadly sins. I guess they haven't read the seven deadly sins. These so-called Christian leaders that follow him are just like the priests that Jesus called vipers. They will pay even a steeper price than the blind followers when they have to stand before God. (laughs) Uh, All right, maybe vaping is bad. We got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Casey Hendrickson. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send me a text message at 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. A little bit later on today, I am going to talk with you about why I think the Pete's Pete condoms that I invented with Pete Buttigieg's face on them, are more relevant now than they ever have been. And I really think that he needs to make a run at those things and hand them out. Uh, Originally, we came up with the design for Pete's Pete condoms because he was talking about uh, being responsible for preventing pregnancies and things like that in the campaign, and it was a duty of the government and all that stuff to get involved in that. Uh, So we came up with Pete's Pete's condoms, which had his picture on them. But now he said something over the weekend that makes it Far more important to have Pete's Pete condoms, but we'll talk about that in the 5 o'clock hour, I think, is when we'll get to that. In the meantime, James O'Keefe over at Project Veritas has released a new teaser video, and this one's a doozy. This time, his whistleblower secretly recorded staff and executives at CNN with their uh, routine meetings, talking about what CNN is going to talk about and what direction they are going to take these stories Now, in this, you have Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, telling everybody that that network is going to push impeachment and push for it. This is that montage. Uh, my name is Kerry Porch. I'm a satellite uplink technician. I'm a contractor at the CNN Washington, D.C. Bureau. But Jeff Zucker, yeah, basically president of CNN, has a personal vendetta against Trump. It's not going to be positive for Trump. He hates it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be negative. Uh, I decided to wear a hidden camera. I decided to secretly record the 9 a.m. rundown call meetings, and it's basically run by Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN. came to work at CNN, I mean, it was my dream job. And that dream actually just turned into a nightmare. So I, 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 I know that you're going to 
I think what's going on in America now is really fundamentally uh, the result of years uh, of uh, fake news, conspiracy, uh, nonsense from fake uh, from Fox News. He was calling Fox News fake news and a propaganda machine. And with what I saw, I'm like, that's pretty much what CNN was. <laughs> like, he's just pumping out propaganda. Uh, the, the, the fake conspiracy nonsense that uh, Fox has spread for years uh, is now deeply embedded in American society. Uh, and frankly, that is on the structure of America. And I do not think we should be uh, scared to, to say so. I just want them to own where they're at. Like, hey, if we if we lean left, cool. Let's just say we lean left. If we lean right, let it be known. But I, again, it just dovetails back to that thing. I just want people to have the information to make up their own minds. Just in case two or three of you out there were still confused to what CNN was, they are a propaganda machine. The irony, again, the email that I got was ironic, and what Jeff Zucker was saying in that call was ironic, is that we have evidence that what they're saying is not true and that they've pushed fake news, they've pushed conspiracies, they've pushed debunked nonsense. They do it routinely, and we catch them in the act. And yet they are saying, no, 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 we haven't done any of that. That's Everybody's lying to everybody about us doing that when the evidence says otherwise. I've got a lot more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Project Veritas releasing new videos with a CNN insider. So on these videos, part two has been released, several snippets have been released as well. Uh, We have also discovered that CNN does not want to cover Andrew Yang or Klobuchar or any of the bottom feeders uh, as they're basically being referred to. They're done with them. They want them out. So the coverage seems to be unfair. Now, from a business standpoint, okay, I will say that that is less conspiratorial than some will make it out to be. If you've got people who are in no way, shape, form, idea, going to be the nominee. They're not going to win this thing. Focusing resources and efforts on covering them as vigorously as you would the top five doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, So I, I would defend CNN on that. However, it looks very bad because CNN is a go-to network. It's one of the two go-to networks for people in the Democratic base. And here they are with CNN saying, we're not going to cover your candidate because they're not doing well enough. Uh, they also pushed Kamala Harris's effort to, um, to go ahead and get Trump banned on Twitter, saying that we should have this discussion. It's a good segment uh, to keep doing that. Now, again, a couple of things on that. Is it a good segment from an entertainment perspective? Sure. Uh, talk radio does it a lot, too, where you say, you know, should the president be banned on Twitter for some of the things that he says? Yeah, um, that makes for entertaining content. So I can see where they're coming from. But given the previous statements from Jeff Zucker over at CNN, they're doing it to push impeachment. That's the goal of picking their coverage. So there's there's a strategy in how they're going to push impeachment that kind of shows up here. Um, and it's it's problematic because you're supposed to be a network that is covering the truth, but that's clearly not happening over at CNN. They get caught repeatedly and routinely 
pushing fake news. Speaking of, ladies and gentlemen, ABC News got busted over the weekend. Did you see this? So ABC News decided to go ahead and cover combat in Syria because there's a whole situation with the Kurds and Turkey and everything else. And ABC News used gun range videos from 2017 claiming that they were current shots of combat in Syria. Uh-oh. Um, that's not good. <laughs> so ABC got busted on that. Okay, okay, can I just point this out? If you're using what I assume is very obscure footage of a gun range, I think they said it was in Tennessee. I think it was the range in Tennessee. If you're using obscure range footage from 2017 and people are able to find it and prove to everybody else that you are actually publishing uh, fake information on your news network, can we just stop trying to manipulate the audience? People, If people can find that, they can find anything about you. Anything. I mean, that's that's a pretty obscure thing for somebody to, to be able to dig up, but they did. Now, again, I know this doesn't matter because you have people like the guy who emailed me earlier who just will not believe the truth if it's given to them. They just won't. They won't adhere to it. They won't look at it. They won't believe it. They won't absorb it. Um, I, I, it's just, I, it's it's unreal to, to see this, but ABC News ran with it. I don't know why. And by the way, this happens periodically. You'll take photos of the wrong, uh, the wrong uh, rally or whatever. It, it happens. It's just that it shouldn't happen if you're claiming it's current footage from Syria, if you're going you're grabbing stock footage from something that happened in 2017 on a gun range, for crying out loud. Well, really not a gun range, but, you know, a weapons range. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you can join me on Discord. Again, you can join the Horde on Discord. And if you're already a member, I'm on the live chat channel. If you're not a member, go to theburningtruth.us. It'll be in the sidebar of any channel for you to join. We've got more coming up, 95.3 MNC.